0: So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. This is a fun episode because we are talking about two specific things. One, the importance of supply chain and inventory management, which you might be like, why the hell do I need to know that? Well, you do, especially if you're growing and scaling your business, especially if you are... This notion of a modern e commerce business, and you are selling on a lot of different channels, a lot of different platforms, and you don't really have a centralized system that tracks all of your inventory and all the things. And we talked to, we're talking with Jared Ward, who's the founder of Luminous, which is a SaaS technology company that can help track your inventory management. And it's a really great episode because, one, We've never had anyone on here talk about inventory, supply chain, or inventory management. So a lot of good things to learn here. And two, we also talk about how he went from starting his own e-commerce business, Etsy store, multiple businesses doing all the things, and then saw a loophole, not a loophole, but like saw this opportunity in the market to start a better supply chain and inventory management software, and he started it. And he was funded by... Serena Williams and other VCs and it's really cool to just to hear the early days of his company and you know the journey behind Luminous why he started it and all the value that it brings to the e-commerce market. So, I really enjoy this episode and I know you will too. So, grab a coffee, grab a wine. We are chatting with Jared Ward, founder and CEO of Luminous. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. So happy to have you here.
1: Yeah, happy to be here, Carrie.
0: So before we dive in, I'm super pumped to talk about the business that you've started and just a little bit about your background because we've never had anyone on the podcast talking about supply chain or inventory management. So this is definitely a first. But I'm I'm super pumped because <laughs> um, I f- having a subscription box business, you know, for three years and growing it out of my house in California. Moved to a townhouse in Seattle and basically had to like sell car like we had to sell my husband's car to basically turned my garage into the our own little uh inventory management <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> and it was a total nightmare. And so I would love I'm excited to kind of ask some questions about that because I know with a lot of people who are listening, uh, whether they're interested in possibly, you know, getting rid of the inventory out of their house or, you know, growing their business to sell it, having this kind of stuff set up before you're selling a business, I would say is very key. So I'm super pumped to have you on here. So um introduce yourself and just tell everyone a little bit about your business because it's it sounds amazing
1: yeah for sure thanks so much Kara, for the introduction so um Mm -hmm. my name is jared ward i'm the ceo and founder of luminous luminous is inventory and supply chain management for the modern e-commerce business and i'll I'll, we kind of need to Mm -hmm. define that a little bit but um yeah it's it's funny as you say inventory management it, there almost always has to be a sound effect afterwards like a ugh, inventory management it's, it's that boring thing that like e-commerce attracts very very creative driven people but they're mm-hmm. they're not traditional operators a lot of the time so yeah yeah a, a lot of times inventory is just this thing it's just icky and you, you just have to do it and And that's why for a lot of e-commerce companies, it doesn't get a lot of love. And I I think rightfully so in the beginning stages. Like if you start selling on Etsy or you just start doing a small subscription business on on Shopify, it it really only becomes a big issue once you hit a certain revenue milestone or you start selling across multiple channels. But that's when it starts getting really icky and you don't really want to touch it. And it it ends up causing a lot of problems if, if you don't solve Create solutions for that or implement a system to keep it under control. Um, but yeah, it, quick, like two seconds on my background. My background is in e-commerce and supply chain. I've launched multiple products. I dropped off college to do an Etsy shop. In fact, you've got barn door hardware in the background. I used to build that by hand that that's, I dropped out of school to build barn door hardware um, and barn doors and baby gates by hand on Etsy and Amazon. Um, so that's um, then I had a whole myriad of different experiences of supply chain e-commerce i was ceo of an e-commerce company that did 15 million dollars a year in revenue we were multi-channel all of that experience led to me starting luminous Mm -hmm. and it was just because i noticed a massive gap in the market for inventory and supply chain operations for modern e-commerce owners there's not a good system that actually handles that correctly or, or, or you know, addresses the specific issues of modern e-commerce
0: companies. Can we, what is, what does that mean? Modern e-commerce company? I'm curious of what, what that means to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so think about it. If, if I launched a product back in like 1990 or 1980s, um, mm-hmm. it's it'd be, the evolution of that company And therefore the needs of their system was so different. I mean, back then, if you launched a product, it's you're almost exclusively, all you could sell is what you had physical space for. So that could be the corner of a street. It could be a friend who has a specialty retail store and they're giving you some shelf space. It could be like, like your, your problems were very predictable because your growth was very gradual. You invent a widget you maybe back then maybe we're sourcing from China. More likely, you're doing just a manufacturer you knew in the United States. Then you start selling on a corner. Then you start selling to a special retailer. Then you start selling to HSN, and then maybe you have a buyer that gets you into Target. Like it's very predictable, rigid supply chain lines. The modern e-commerce business, I mean, take all that and throw that shit out the window. <laughs> like, you can you can do whatever. You, you can do whatever you want. Like people are sourcing, manufacturing. They sell on Amazon. On they sell to Target. They sell on Etsy. this all of that presents a t- totally different problems than you did back in the eighties, nineties, and two thousands.
0: I love that so much. Yes, I love all of it. I was I I wasn't sure where you're going to go with like modern e commerce business because I think there's so many things that um, I don't know. We could kind of look at a modern business being but i love that i think it's very accurate and um i think the whole like you can only sell what you physically have in your house or like in your you know in your space and that kind of thing so i would love to do a little bit oh keep going
1: let 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 me give you one example just just to illustrate what i because the modern e-commerce it's such an important concept because Mm -hmm. just just think about the complexities that you introduce to your operations without even knowing it. So let's say I source a widget and I put it in the warehouse and I start selling on Shopify. Pretty basic, right? And the orders come in, just print out the shipping label, it goes out like, eh, it's not not that big of a deal. You're just writing purchase orders. What's very common with modern e-commerce businesses is, okay, yeah, I'm going to start selling on Etsy. Great. It starts going well. Hey, you know, I'm going to start doing this FBA thing. Hmm. So then you start sending things to FBA. Then you're like, hey, you know, actually, this industry is, does pretty well. Subscriptions. I'm going to start a subscription box every single month. Then you're like, okay, well, actually, I know a bunch of people here locally that you know they'd be down for some wholesale. Like, they want to buy 100 units at a time. What? Mm-hmm. As as an e-commerce owner, you will say yes to all those revenue opportunities. But what you didn't consider potentially was, okay, now I have. Four different order sources that aren't aggregated. And I have to print out shipping labels for those. Holy crap. Like how do I solve that? Or I I just started a subscription business. How do I keep in how do I keep all of my allocated and pending in line so that I'm not overselling on my other channels? Like that, that's something unique to subscriptions. Or now Amazon, you now just introduced an additional distribution center that you have to replenish. And if you go out of stock on Amazon, that's a big deal. So it's like, we'll say yes. Modern e-commerce businesses, because it's so easy to go, go multi-channel and do these things, they'll say yes, mm-hmm. but they don't think about the the repercussions operationally. Like it's, you know, you got to replenish another distribution center. You have to keep in, you have to have an inventory system that makes sure you understand you're allocated so you don't oversell. Um so that that's the difference between like old e-commerce and the modern e-commerce business.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. Like it is easy to say, yeah, like I want to do Etsy and then I want to do Shopify and then I want to do like Amazon and all these other places, but your inventory and tracking how much you have and and all, all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of the people in some of my programs definitely are always asking, how do we how do we have an Etsy store and a Shopify store and do Amazon and do wholesale uh, and we're trying to do other things like how do we do all this stuff and main it, like know what we have what we're you know not selling out of so I, it's definitely a, a big problem and a common problem so i think that's it's really cool that you had your and i'd love to know a little bit more about your e-commerce business that you started i think that would be really cool but i think the fact that you you know had this business you had multiple businesses you identified this huge gap that was happening and then started a SaaS company i think that's really really cool um i love that
1: yeah so i Where a lot of a lot of the experience that led to the start of luminous was um when i was I, so two things two experiences number one was i ran a sourcing division or like a procurement division for made in and so that they're an oh. alibaba competitor so they're a chinese company
0: oh, and
1: okay. So my client, so I would help e-commerce companies nail down their supply chain, specifically their factories, like mm-hmm. sourcing of a factory, making sure their defective units go down and um, just making sure all that is dialed. So my, my clients were e-commerce clients. So I, I really got to peek under the hood of a lot of e-commerce companies mm-hmm. doing that. Um, I got to understand, you know, the, their pitfalls and how they tend to run their supply chain some issues there and the second experience was um i was ceo of qualtry and qualtry is a personalization brand um we did about 15 million dollars a year in revenue and we were multi-channel and multi faceted It, it was it was very complex like we we did personalization from seven different channels um we had different departments of manufacturing within the warehouse. So it's like dye sublimation and UV printing and laser engraving and embroidery. Um, So yeah, between those two and then also me having launched my own products and my own e-commerce business, it's I realized that. Yeah. There's this concept of a modern e-commerce business and. The people that you go to, or excuse me, the companies that you go to to solve your problems. Like when I was CEO of Qualtry, it's like, I don't even know my margins on my products. I don't have a central repository for all of my products. Um, things are a mess. Like I, I can't keep track of my landed cost. Mm. Um, it, it, there's like little things like that. Or I keep overselling on Etsy. Or I keep like wholesale is screwing up my forecast i can't freaking forecast like all of those are symptoms of just not having a system of record in your business and what i realized was when i was starting to engage with other software companies they didn't under they didn't understand me they, they didn't get it like it was like we're we're net suite or like insert big SAS company like oracle or sap like well we're sap and you should do things this way to fix your business and mm-hmm. it's going to cost ten thousand dollars a month and it's like well, mm-hmm. it's like all there's so many dinosaurs of softwares that are going down market and they just they don't understand e-commerce companies like we're not buttoned up mbas that you know, are already using a seven thousand dollar system and you know, it's we sell in a very rigid way and put together like no e-commerce founder, like we're we're reactive, we're 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 jumping around super creative, launching things really fast, we're breaking things. And you know, those big systems weren't made for us founders. And um, yeah, so that's that's why I ended up starting Luminous. Like nothing out there exists that has the breadth of features to handle all of my problems and Mm -hmm. an organization that is like, their purpose is to help e-commerce founders and operators. So So that's, that's why I started Luminous.
0: So, so many good things. I just made like six different little notes of like, okay, that's a great quote or like, that's a good clip to use. Um, I would love to just know, did you have a, like a light bulb moment when you, thought of this idea you know maybe you were at the gym or you were I don't know doing whatever I know for me I always get good ideas when I'm doing any kind of exercising or walking my dog and I'll just be like wow that is light bulb flash and it's like the best idea ever how did like what moment did you come up with this idea
1: yeah so I don't I don't think there's one moment but uh a moment that was very impactful Mm -hmm. was I was at I was at mainshine.com so back to the sourcing division days where I'm helping people source stuff from China. Um, So if I'm, if I'm helping somebody source something from China or I'm managing their purchasing, um, I have to ask how many units do you need me to purchase? And I remember, I remember very distinctly, I was asking a couple different clients. Um, We were prepping for Q4 and it was like Q2. And I was like, Hey guys, you know, Q4 is coming lead times, like 75 days. Um, we expect massive delays this year. I think we need to kind of get in front of purchasing. Um, how many units do you need to purchase? Not a single one of them could give me an answer on their top sellers. Like mm-hmm. it, actually it was all the same. Like, actually, I don't really know. Like, ah, it's was almost like just, you know, Mm, just like, feel, let's do five thousand units, and it's like, are you? <laughs> oh. And as I started diving into all of those individual use cases, I realized that none of these companies had a system of record that was that was giving them actionable data to make a decision like that. Mm-hmm. And mind you, these weren't these weren't super young businesses, meaning. You know, they, they were doing more than $5 million a year and like reasonably well established. And, you know, they, they had good data sources if if they just had a system that could compile it. So that's, that was the light bulb moment. I was like, no. Oh, none of these companies are adopting a system. In other words, a system has not yet emerged to be the go-to for e-commerce backend. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm, um, I'm going after this
0: amazing and why I know that obviously you built a business around this but just for anyone listening that is maybe sort uh not sourcing um you know getting products having their like makeshift warehouse out of their house or garage or whatever when tell everyone why inventory management is important like why should they care why should they keep listening to this episode of course, oh they my were. But yeah. maybe in a nutshell, why why is it important?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's the it's actually the backbone of your business. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: I, I would ex, I would expand it to inventory, supply chain. Like I call it a system of record. The reason why it matters is, you know, once once you get to a certain point in your business, if I'm like, hey, Carrie, what was your most profitable SKU this year? Like, how much money did you make? uh, How much money did you make on the ZS 642? Yeah. That matters. Or, hey, Carrie, you're you're selling on Shopify or you're doing a subscription business. Was it profitable this year? That stuff really matters. Or, hey, you just picked up that Costco contract. Did you know you have a contribution margin of 5% and your Shopify business has 50%? you you might want to look into that or, um, Hey, does your customer experience matter? Like, does your brand experience matter? So how many times do you, Hey Carrie, how many times did you oversell on Shopify? Like, you know, oversold by 20 units and you paid for the advertising that acquisition cost the customer just to tell them, Hey, sorry, we're out of stock. Um, how many pissed off customers did you have um, across all of your different channels or Hey, you know, actually Amazon FBA, you went out of stock. Did you know that totally restarts the traction that you got on that listing? I I, I could keep going. Like (laughs) all of that is your system of record. Um, It's eh. it's, it's what really takes a you know small scrappy startup e commerce business to a legitimate company that's c- can potentially re- can reach their full potential, um, and I think that's the difference between just sort of like viral like staying in that scrappy startup phase and just sort of spiraling and like never growing and maybe even going out of business and reaching your potential and that potential could just be like maybe you're fully. Loaded potential as an e-commerce business, maybe your market—it's just like a ten million-dollar business or a six million or a three million. But if with a system of record properly implemented, you can reach that full potential and have and maximize your margins. I think that's that's why it matters.
0: So that's amazing. Those were like perfect examples. I love them so much, um, and I really like how you said it can take like that scrappy startup into the next big phase of the business. So I think that's amazing. Um, let's kind of switch gears. Let's okay. Now that we know why people need this, t- let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about your current business. Like what exactly does it do for people? Yeah. Tell, tell everyone some good things about what it does and you know who it's a good fit for maybe like who's the, your ideal person that you could sign a contract with now.
1: Yeah. So I would say, um, so we've talked about this modern e-commerce company mm-hmm. the the perfect fit for luminous is somebody a company who has a certain amount of complexity markers and i'll, I'll give you a couple examples like a, an amazing luminous brand would be um doing at least two million dollars a year in revenue um mm-hmm. like one to two we, we can we can go lower sometimes but um Generally, if if you're below like one or two million dollars, just, just keep going on Google Sheets. Like um you're probably a little bit small to afford the cost of a system of record. But um yeah, so anybody hosts one million dollars in revenue. You have multiple channels.
0: So mm-hmm. that could be
1: Etsy and expanding to Shopify. That's like that's something common that we get. Um, or you know, Etsy Shopify, Amazon, and wholesale. Um, another mix could be subscription. Like they do Shopify subscription and one other channel. Um, those are all complexity markers. And it just means it's difficult to manage. Like if you have to put together a forecast by downloading or exporting all of your different order sources, have a complex formula that maps all of your different SKUs to the purchasing unit. Um and then you have to do like that's that's kind of who we're for. Um, the more complex e-commerce businesses, multi-channel, multiple distribution centers. It may be a subscription, somebody with a subscription. Um, yeah, and so what do we do for them? Well, we're we're you're basically running all of your backend business through us. Like we we aggregate all of your data, so we will connect to all of your sales channels. Um, we will push inventory numbers to all of your different sales channels. We we manage all of your purchasing, um, all of the payments from your purchasing, the logistics that, that get it there, um, or at least the visibility of that. Um, we push all of your cogs to QuickBooks or your, your accounting system of record. Um, we automatically deplete the inventory numbers. If you're a bigger warehouse, we do all the fulfillment. So pick, pack, and ship. Um, so managing that whole process and, and really dialing in your warehouse. So when a new employee comes in, like it's, you know, very standardized, the processes like you do a pick list and then you do it on the tablet and then you scan all the products before they go into the box. Um, Luminous also has, we specifically solve the problems of modern e-commerce businesses. So subscription, that's a good one how we how we book pre-sells in luminous it's it's easy to do a pre-sell or like a drop in luminous um, um, we scrape your system to get like allocated or pending of your upcoming subscription so that you don't oversell um, on one of the months um, and then for example wholesale we have a whole module dedicated to wholesale for, E-commerce businesses branching into wholesale. Um, we have an invoicing module. We have a B2B point of sale that makes that process way easier to manage. Um, and then if you start selling to big box retail like Target or Walmart or Costco, um, we embed EDI, EDI into our platform. Um, so we just make all those, all of those complex things that happen as the modern e-commerce businesses grow. We we handle all of them. And on top of the cherry, on top is um, we provide excellent service, super hands on. Anytime you've asked any client of Luminous, um, we fly to their warehouse and we get them implemented and dialed within a couple of days. Um, but we're super hands on, physically present, and we make sure that it, the system actually works because it's very challenging to implement a system of record, and we know that.
0: Okay. So for brands that, you know they have the, I forget what you call them complexity markers, I think that that was mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so you're selling on, let's say you're a subscription box, you're doing you have Shopify and then you're wanting to do maybe you know Amazon subscriptions or I don't know, a different a different um, channel. and you're doing one million per year and you're kind of struggling maintaining all the things. What like what's the process for someone who might be interested in working with your company? Like what should they do? So I'm assuming you have what web- you have a website where they there's a yep. <laughs> you know contact us or learn more, but like if someone's interested, what can they kind of start thinking about if they are like wow, this this seems like a good fit for me?
1: Yeah, so I've just got to joinluminous.com, joinluminous.com and on, on any one of the buttons, we link you to to book a demo with us. Um, the, in the demo, we just, we really just do a discovery call. Um, we make sure that it's actually a good fit for your business. And for example, if, if we think another tool is a good, a better fit for you, like, let's say like, you're really simple, like you're, you're not really that complex. Mm -hmm. We'll actually just recommend another tool for you or, or we'll, we'll give you our two cents. Like, Hey, you know, actually I wouldn't use this or this actually, there's a really cool, simple Download on the Shopify store that could, that would probably work for you. Um, we do stuff like that. Um, we're we're not trying to sell the whole world. We're just trying to sell people who are who are actually good fits that we can help. So yeah, book a demo. We'll do a discovery call and we'll let you know if if we think it's a great fit. Um, and if you are, then we'll send you a proposal. Um, we'll fly out to your warehouse and we'll get you implemented.
0: And what kind of, so for someone who's interested, what can they expect to, to benefit from? And obviously you're going to help them with their business, but in terms of like saving them time, saving them mental stress, saving them money, does your business help them with saving any of those things? And maybe talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So the number one thing that... A system of, first off, a system of record, what it helps you do at the end of the day is make better decisions for your business. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the data to make better decisions much easier. So if if you're in, you know, prepping for Q4, forecasting, like how much should I order? Or what was my most profitable channel that I should double down on? Or what, wow, this SKU sucks. We we just need to kill this. Um Th- those are some some indirect benefits that just having a system of record like you can just pull that stuff up and know what to do and make a better decision but direct benefits for inventory systems are t- it's typically overselling or under purchasing so we we in luminous we do a lost opportunities report which is uh, in on average um depending on the size of your company but on average a luminous client will we will save them um, upwards of $60,000 a year. Um just through making sure you don't go out of stock or you're not under purchasing. So you you are wow. you know you're selling or excuse me, over purchasing. Um like so like dead stock, trying to prevent dead stock. Um So yeah, the, it's it's a big deal especially for young e-commerce companies.
0: No, absolutely. I love that. And I think anything that can save people, you know, time, energy, make better business decisions, of course, is a no-brainer. Um, but to also help uh, save them money is, you know, that's obviously, obviously an important thing. I would love to talk a little bit about just so you come up with this idea, you, you know, you've experienced all sorts of different phases of e commerce, you know, companies working for the, you know, made in China.com, having your own businesses, creating this business, uh, Luminous, I keep saying this business, but you've had many. So um good to be specific. What, what was the, like, how did you start doing it? You're like, oh my God, I want to create this SaaS company. Like, okay, now what the hell do I do? Because obviously e-com is totally different than technology. So how did you sort of make the transition and like, what did you do to get, what were the early days of the business? Like, what did you do to kind of get started?
1: Oh, it was insane. Um, so I actually, I went to Qualtry, like the company that I was CEO of. I Mm-hmm. I actually went to that company to start building Luminous. In fact, I told the board, I was like, hey, I'm coming here to, um, I'll be a director of supply chain, but I'm going to build this tool. And that's where I started. So I went to work for a company that was my perfect ICP. Like they were our ideal customer profile for Luminous. And I started building, um, I funded the development myself. Um, we, you know, we got it working for Qualtry and mm. um, then eventually actually, you know, becoming CEO wasn't even part of the plan there um, that actually just had like the, the former CEO left and then the board asked me to be CEO. Um, so that was, that was random, but mm-hmm. um, the, the process was, It was just very iterative. Like I was I was building modules for the specific use cases that I was going through on a daily basis. So we started out with like purchase order management. And then it ventured into the warehouse management and inventory management. And we slowly expanded from there. And once after about a year, once I had like a minimum viable product, I went and sold it on the market. So I, I went and sold it to five other clients, beta clients. Um, mm. You know, we, we booked probably about $50,000 in ARR um, and yeah, about uh, like 12,000 ish in MRR. And then I took that traction and I went and fundraised. Mm. So, so beta sold got traction Took that traction, went and fundraised. So we fundraised from a bunch of different uh, investors, uh, 2.6 million. And yeah, then I then I actually I resigned as CEO of Qualtry and I went all in on Luminous. And yeah, we've just been growing ever since, growing the team and growing our clientele, improving the product.
0: and when was when did you first start working on it? What year was that?
1: Good question. Actually, (laughs) let me see. Um, I believe it was. Yeah, this would have been twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty. And when? Okay, so you're working at the other company. Um, sort of getting the 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 bare bones done. Got funding. You know, tested it, etc. When do you feel like it started to like get some traction with? I don't know in any capacity. When do you feel like? How long did it take to start getting some traction?
1: Um, traction honestly has, I mean, we're getting tons of traction right now. Um, it's build an MVP, got on five clients. Honestly, for the, n- the next year after that, uh, we didn't really sell the product much. Like we kept it in beta and just we're, we're constantly improving. Um. It was, it wasn't until about like like five ish months ago when we actually started to like, okay, let's, let's start selling this thing. And, um, yeah, since then we've been having consistent, like 15% month over month growth, um, every Uh, single month. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been wild. Um, yeah, growing really well and, um, Making our investors really happy, and making us happy, but um, yeah, we're hoping to sustain good growth and continue to keep the keep the experience that we provide at the, the super high level. We're never going to have that drop.
0: So awesome! And what kind of? Um, I can imagine you went through a lot of making mistakes and you know doing a lot of things right. But I think with any business, especially when it's a totally different thing. You're gonna definitely make a ton of uh, mistakes and errors. What do you think your biggest, (laughs) just like the the shitty, scrappy mistakes in the early days that we all make when we start new businesses? I know I've made like seven million, but what were like the big ones that you've kind of made and you're willing to share?
1: Yeah, with 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 venture funded SaaS companies, um, you you learn a lot about structuring a company if you're the OG founder, like the, the original mm-hmm. person who started it and like um, bringing on co-founders and early employees is uh, I, I learned so much about, that. I made so many mistakes there. Um, and I, I would just say read up if you're, If you're an e-commerce founder, e-commerce companies, yes, like, equi- equi- of course, equity matters and the early people you bring on. But the, the margin of error is just much greater uh, for SaaS companies. Um, it, equity is a lot more complex. Um, hiring. Eh, and I, I truly underestimated that. And I, I didn't learn enough about it at the beginning to make informed, educated decisions. So that, and that's where I made mistakes. Um, and you know, you pay for those mistakes like a year after the decision is made. And um, not exactly a year, like whatever, like six months to 18 mm-hmm. months after after the decisions are made. And I would just say learn as much as you can about equity. Chat, you know, chat GPT is such a great tool for just educating yourself. I yeah. would literally have a conversation with ChatGPT about, "Hey, I'm starting a, um, a SaaS company. What are some recommendations you would have for like structuring the corporate docs? If I bring on, what's a vesting schedule? Like, um, how should I stock options versus shares? Um, how should my equity those those things matter a lot? And I would also say, like, value your equity um, in the company." or right really, sorry value the equity of the company and your equity in the company um and you know if you if you give away equity or or if you, you know you commit to commit to giving away equity um make sure that the expectations are very clear like if those if the people that you give equity away to um if they're not really in it would you attract you attract when you have when you're a vc funded startup you attract a lot of entitled people a lot of entitled people who you know they want to be on the bus but they don't want to participate in the journey mm. and of course they'll never admit that but it's that's your job as a leader to see through that um to see through their bullshit and yeah i would say make sure that you learn as much as you can so you can protect yourself, but then also take as much responsibility on your own. Where you're setting clear expectations for what equity means or what just working at an early stage startup means. Um, I, I made a lot of mistakes there
0: and learned a lot of lessons. So that's amazing. Um, I can imagine. I'm laughing at the entitled people too. I am. Um, I just watched. Did you see the? Did you see Super Pumped on Netflix? The Uber, like the oh. the story of Uber. Oh yes, I did. I saw all of it. Yep. Wasn't it? What did yes. you think? I loved it. Oh, I thought it was
1: fascinating. Oh my god! I, I also just watched uh, We Crashed. Oh my god, that was
0: amazing. I I watched the Uber one, and I was like, oh, I you know it just popped up on my feed, and I'm like, oh, let me check it out. And I I just I could not stop watching, and I I binge watched the entire. I don't know how many episodes it was. It was quite a lot. Um, I think it was like in a day and a half. I literally like stayed up until, you know, 2 a.m. watching it. I thought it was really interesting, but uh, just the characters and like the story of, you know, the company and like how it started. And I don't know. I never I realized I actually never knew anything about Uber and I didn't actually care about Uber, to be honest. But watching that and just learning the the history and how it started and like all the tech things and it was absolutely fascinating. I, I loved it so much.
1: Yeah, it's crazy that Travis Kalanick and then um, mm-hmm. Adam Newman—they, they were—they oh, yeah. were, they were true visionaries. Like they were actual visionaries, mm-hmm. but they were also—they <laughs> were interesting people. I'll put it that way, like yeah, the, the, uh, I guess I guess to be a to be a founder of that scale, I think you have to be a uh, uh, an outlier in good and bad ways.
0: Yes, so. absolutely. I loved the We Work One. That was that was amazing. I'm not definitely not a huge fan of him, but but again, like the story and the history, it's so 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 interesting and I forget what what he called himself in the Uber movie, Super Pumped it's called. Um I forget the word. He kept call he kept referring himself to like a specific word of people who kind of do their own thing. I don't know. I'm blanking on what it is, but anyway, I just mm. thought that was really cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of ventured off a little bit just since we were talking about VCs and uh, all that kind of stuff. Oh. It's very interesting. The,
1: the last piece of advice that I would say is um, something that I've learned very recently is um, your personal brand is a very big deal. And it's crazy the impact of doing content. So I, I do content on it re- regardless of the views that you get, it, it actually doesn't matter. Um, so I do a podcast ops unfiltered. I distribute long form YouTube content, just like on valuable to- topics like this, you know, like mm-hmm. startups or e-commerce. Um, I, you know, do shorts on TikToks, Um And yeah, so I, I just distribute a lot of content across a bunch of different platforms and, it's it's amazing what that does for your business. People really connect with they connect with people, not businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Luminous. Uh, is, I might sound arrogant, but I actually think we're going to be a big part of a new wave of B two B marketing. Um, you know, all of my employees are doing content personal branded content and we're really loud on linkedin with uh not that many employees and we have a culture of content and because people people they give a shit about people not like uh inventory management system so Mm. they attach to the story of the people in the company and that's the biggest thing that that b2b companies i think are learning slowly and Mm. when you look back when five years has passed, and I, I genuinely believe Luminous will be the number one inventory system for all of e-commerce, I think they'll look back and see it, it was because our culture of content and that we're taking advantage of you know everybody telling their individual story across all their platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's. I mean, I, I talk a lot about humanizing your business so you can... I, you can basically um, separate yourself from your competitors and Amazon because Amazon is, you know, like the faceless brands. And it's so true. Like just sharing, you know, showing your face, sharing your story, doing video. It's like, you, you kind of have to do it. I I get really frustrated with people who are like, Oh no, you don't have to like share your story. You don't have to share your face. No one cares, but they do care. And that is literally how you kind of build those connections. But also, for a SaaS company, you know, like kind of like Neil Patel. I'm obsessed with him. I think he's a, a genius. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like what he does. He has content across, you know, YouTube, podcast, um, all the things. And you know, he has um Uber suggest, which I'm also obsessed with. And it's like the <laughs> great greatest SEO tool ever. Um and it's kind of the same thing. Like you probably discover him on one of those places, and then you're like, "Oh, he also has this company that I can also sign up for and help my business." So, I agree with you. I think the personal, mm-hmm. the personal piece and content creation is is super super important. So, yes, hundred um, percent. I just have one more question, just because I'm I'm personally curious. Um, so, when you were starting. Luminous, what were like, what were the first things that you did? I know that you mentioned you got some clients and you sort of built a couple, I forget what exactly you said. You built like your kind of ideal customer personas or customer avatars, but like, what are, like, what are some of the first techie or like developer things that you did to kind of get started, not get traction, but just kind of get started?
1: Yeah. Um, we started just building a purchase order, management system. So capturing the purchasing of quality. So if I'm just writing a PO to my suppliers and streamlining that process, mm-hmm. that's, that's how it started. So, I mean, um, I, I had already hired, um, offshore devs because I had built another software before luminous, um, that I had actually sold to main China. Um, but yeah, so I, I cared like those devs that I had used, um, that I had hired and sourced. Um, I just, yeah, we, I, I was working with them, um, to build a purchase order management system. And really we just went through the user experience of somebody purchasing for an e-commerce company and, um, we optimized the experience that, um, and yeah, that's, that's where we started. So it's just constant iteration every single night, mm-hmm. um, pushing new code every single night and going back and forth, changing things up, testing it the next day. I mean, we were just in such an iterative phase. Um, uh, we're literally making nightly updates. It's it's actually, it's crazy to think back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that you just asked that. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a phase in the business, probably for the first year and a half that literally every night there were new updates. And I think that's what you have to do as an early SAS founder. Like you have to, you have to be, you have to iterate every single night and just be relentless. Um, otherwise you're going to lose um, to somebody who will do that. Um, yeah. That was an interesting time. No, I'm thinking back.
0: I hope you documented all that because I think it's it's really cool. I love looking back at, you know, like Facebook will remind me of memories like, oh, you did this six years ago. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, so much has, you know, you doubt yourself so much. I think when you're in a business or you're, you know, you have a business and then you look back and you're like, wow, I've grown so much since then. So yeah, I hope just for you, you can kind of, um, document it and then they can make a movie about you. You can be like the next super pumped on Netflix in like six years. (laughs) We can hear about all your (laughs) crazy
1: stories. Yeah. When I have a crazy (laughs) downfall, it'll be great. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, this was awesome and really cool to just chat about you and your background, but also this awesome company that you've built to, just helps so many people. I think that's amazing. Tell everyone uh, where they can find you. I know that you said you have um, some personal channels, TikTok and some other places. And then again, remind people where they can um, sign up for your business. If they sign up for U- Luminous, I keep saying your business. Sign up for Luminous if they want to learn more.
1: Yeah, so um, website, joinluminous.com. Um, YouTube channel is Jared underscore Ward. Um same with my Instagram as well. Um, TikTok is Jared C Ward. Um yeah, follow the podcast ops unfiltered, which actually I I kind of want you on that podcast, Carrie. Might have to get you back on. Um I'd love to. We can <laughs> trade one for one. Yeah, ops unfiltered is we talk with operators or founders of e-commerce companies and we just go over the messy beginnings and scaling of e-commerce businesses like we go over crazy stories in q4 and the technology that ran it um even if it's just google sheets like those are things that i'm genuinely curious about so that's ops unfiltered um that's it yeah
0: awesome well thank you so much i appreciate all your time and sharing all this amazing insight thank you yeah thanks gary Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.